You're listening to the What's Up Podcast, the show that spills the tea with your host, Wendy Hinbest. Hey, welcome to What's Up. So I'm a true crime addict. I love watching true crime and what it is, it's, it's, I, I, I always think what, what makes a psychopath tick? Like what makes a psychopath do the things they do? Was it trauma in their life? Were they just born that way? What makes somebody want to take someone else's life? So I'm totally addicted to true crime stories. And I'm going to be sharing true crime stories with you guys. So today's true crime story is about a guy named Chris Coleman. This takes place in Waterloo, Illinois, November 2007. Chris Coleman is married to a woman named Sherry. And they have two boys. And they are both Christians. They started dating, and when when they were together for a few months, they end up uh, Sherry ended up getting pregnant. So they figured getting married would be the right thing to do. So they got married, and then they end up having a second child. So Chris gets a really good job. He's head of security for Joyce Meyer, who is a Christian author and speaker. And Chris handles all the hate mail that she receives. So. And Chris travels a lot for work, so he missed a lot of time at home, which they didn't like. And they fought a lot about the amount of time that he was going to be away for work. So starting in October 2008, Chris has to start traveling for work to Tampa, Florida. So his wife, Sherry, reaches out to her best friend, Tara, who lives in Tampa, Florida, and to let him let her know, hey, my husband's going to be out there. So Chris gets in touch with Tara. And Tara and Sherry have been best friends for a long time. Then suddenly, Chris starts receiving threatening emails for, for him to stop working for Joyce Meyer. And he tells his wife. So of course, while Chris is away, Sherry is afraid to be home by herself because it's her and the two boys. So she gets a gun. And Chris reports the emails to the police. So soon, not only is Chris getting, getting threatening emails, but now you see he starts getting mail delivered to their mailbox, to their house. So Chris decides to install cameras around the house so that he can see who's coming to the house and who's giving, who's putting the stuff in their mailbox. And then suddenly, the threatening emails and letters stop coming. Then all of a sudden, they get another letter in April of 2009. So Chris starts looking through the surveillance footage to see, you know, who is putting the stuff in their mailbox. But it was really dark, so he couldn't see who it was. So his neighbor, who just happens to be a detective, lets him know, listen, I'm here for you, you know, if you need any help, blah, blah, blah. So he ends up putting up cameras um, outside his house, too, to help out, to help Chris and his family out. So one May morning, the surveillance footage shows Chris leaving really early to go to the gym. So about an hour after he leaves, he calls his house to make sure his wife and kids are up ready, are up so, to get the kids ready for school. He keeps calling, but nobody picks up the phone. He calls his neighbor and asks him to check on his wife and kids for him. So the neighbor who's a detective goes over there and knocks on the door, but nobody answers. So he calls for backup. So the police are you know, going around the house and stuff, and they end up finding a window screen in the backyard. So they go inside the house, and they find the walls all spray-painted with bad things and hate things. And Then Chris shows up from the gym. So he sits outside while the police are searching the home and the police go upstairs and they find Sherry and his two boys dead in their beds. And there was 
ligature marked around their neck, which means they were strangled. So the police break the news to Chris, and he starts crying hysterically. So they ask Chris if he ever cheated on his wife. So he tells them that he talks to Tara once in a while, but they're just friends. So Chris tells the police that sometimes he and Tara would talk about sexual stuff. So the police get in touch with Tara, and she tells them that she and Chris were having an affair since November 2008, which is when the threatening letters and emails started coming in. So Chris admits that they were having an affair, but it's over now. So Tara becomes a person of interest, but she's clear because the police were able to confirm that, that she was in Tampa, Florida when the murders were committed. So the police examine all the emails sent to Chris. So the computer forensics team finds out that the email was sent from Chris's computer. Oh my gosh. So he was the one sending his family death threats. So they compare Chris's handwriting to the stuff spray painted on the walls in his house and it's a match. So, and then they call the hardware store and confirm that Chris purchased the spray paint. So he left for the gym at 5.45 a.m. And his, his wife and kids were killed around 3 a.m. Now, that, this is a very sick story. Like, this story really stuck with me because I didn't see it coming. Like, the, the t- whole time I watched this, I did not see it coming. And you find out at the very end that he did all this. He sent the letters to himself. And because he wanted to be with Tara and probably didn't want the church to find out because he was committing, he was cheating on his wife and he could lose his job, he killed his wife and kids. But it ain't just the fact that he killed them that, that really gets to me. It's how he did it. It takes about five to seven minutes to strangle somebody. So he had to do that three times. He had to strangle his two kids and his wife. Like, what kind of a sick person can do that? Like, these are his kids. It's just, it's 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 crazy so i think his wife found out he was having an affair with her best friend tara but being christian she he knew that she probably wouldn't leave him because she would want to make it work for their kid so he had to get rid of her and like i said he probably didn't want his church to find out that he was cheating because he could lose his job so he decided to kill her and the kids like it's so sickening killing your wife is one thing which is bad but i mean why did he I don't understand why he killed his children like why are you killing your children like I don't know how anybody can do that like I can never take someone's life like how can you like it's bad enough that you killed your wife but your own children like you were able to stare at them and strangle them for five to seven minutes each that's that's crazy that's really crazy to me that's today's story join me again for the next true crime story If you like my podcast, please share and subscribe. And if you're addicted to true crime like me, check out my store, crystalkiss.com, for some murder merch. Join me again for another true crime story. Thanks for listening. Bye.